Um, so we're going to talk today about uncertainty, everyone's favorite topic, uh, because we have a lot of uncertainty in our lives. I was at the Milken Global Conference right up the road in Beverly Hills, which if you aren't familiar with it, is a gathering of a lot of bankers and a lot of policymakers and a lot of tech folks talking about all the big issues in the world. And so I was there, not for any of those reasons. I, my boss was on a panel. And uh, I was asking people, what, what was, like, what's being talked about? What's the big thing? And they said, well, no one knows what's going to happen with the debt ceiling. And I said, well, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? Um, but it's very uncertain. And I don't know what to do about it. But we're all just living under that uncertainty, right, in terms of our government. We have a lot of personal uncertainty in our lives. I don't know about you. I do. Um, I work really like adjacent to the entertainment industry where people are getting laid off and the writers are striking. It's a lot of uncertainty. And then we have uncertainty in our lives, right? People have aging parents or children or relationships. People don't text us back. You know, we don't text people back. We create uncertainty, right? There's a lot of things we're just uncertain about. And uh, that can bring up a lot of fear. I don't know about you. I feel a lot of fear when things are uncertain. I can feel anxious. I can be worried about it. Um, and sometimes the more uncertainty we feel, the more anxiety that it produces. But here's where we turn the corner, right? Because we're not just going to live in that level of anxiety. This is church. We don't do that. Um, Right? Uh, times of uncertainty can also be a place where we, we see extraordinary opportunities to lead. And so we've been doing this series called Future Leaders, um, which we all are, even if you don't feel like you are. Um, but, but we're going to talk about, you know, how leaders can offer clarity in a world of uncertainty. And especially because when things are uncertain, that's when leaders can be that force for clarity in our world. Um, and the temptation is that as leaders, we would let uncertainty keep us um, feeling paralyzed, feeling distracted, feeling anxious. But if we learn to be clear even when we're uncertain, then we, have, we can feel empowered to do the work that God has called us to do. So today we're going to talk about these two things, these two concepts, uncertainty and clarity. And then together we're going to work to figure out how we translate that into leadership in our own lives. Um, so will you pray with me as we get started? Lord, we, you know, there's a lot to be uncertain of in our world, in our circumstances, and in our lives, um, but we trust, Lord, that you have clarity that we don't have. And so today, as we work through this together um, and solve the things that seem unsolvable, Lord, would you just be with us? Would you speak to us as only you can do, um, providing the clarity that we need in a world that often seems very uncertain? Amen. So we're going to start, because we have to, with the Bible. This is church. Uh, we're going to start with Mark chapter 1. And so if you're unfamiliar with what's happened before Mark chapter 1 or earlier in Mark chapter 1, um, we're kind of at the start of Jesus' ministry. He had a big night. He healed Simon, his disciple's mom, and then like the whole town showed up and started asking him to heal other people and cast out demons, actual demons, not demons. We keep those. Um, and uh, so it's been a big day. And so we read on the slide. Let's see, I told him I'd have to give him verbal cues because I forgot to print a second sheet. It's uncertainty over there with the slides. <laughs> and I'm going to provide clarity <laughs> as we go. So in Mark chapter 1, we read, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you! Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, 
to nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. And so what we see in the passage is that Jesus' disciples are very clear on what they think that Jesus should do, right? He should get up, go help all these people that are looking for him, and basically be a celebrity in this little town where he's been healing people, right? But Jesus is very clear about what he's actually supposed to do, which is leave, get out of there, and go somewhere else, right? And that's because he had spent time with the Lord, praying, trying to understand um, what the Lord wanted him to do. And so his time with the Lord gave him clarity. And so that's the first thing we learn about uh, leaders, right? Clear leaders seek clarity from above, as you'll see on the slide. Oh, we've got the transitions down. This is working great. Um, so when I need to get clear about something, there's a few things that I tend to do. One, I go to the Googs, right? The Google. Type in the question, try to find the answer, read all I can read, right? And really try to understand the problem at hand. Or I go back over all the emails, right, that I've gotten that have left me totally uncertain about what I'm supposed to do in whatever situation, try to understand what's happened. But there's other things you can do, right? You can call people, you can ask your friends, you know, you can try to figure out what's going on, you can make a pro list and a con list, or you can just worry and like, you know, ruminate on it and become really anxious about what's happening. Um, but that's really not the only set of solutions to seeking clarity that we have, particularly as followers of Jesus, right? We have this opportunity to spend time in prayer, to talk to other Christians, to really seek advice from people that we trust who have wisdom and discernment that we might not have. And by looking to God, we actually position ourselves to learn something that we wouldn't be able to know without the Lord. And so this has happened to me in my life. Um, some of you know that when I was in my 20s, I actually lived in Cambodia for a few years. It was a great time. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, a lot of clarity came from that uh, situation out there in the wilderness. Um, but to get there, it was a really tough decision, right? I was living in Pasadena. I was like 23. I had this great church. I had all these great friends. It was an amazing time in my life. I was having a blast. Um, and I didn't really want to leave. Right? But I felt like I was really called to be obedient to try to figure out if I was supposed to move. And I kept thinking, okay, well, I just have to like go through the process. Like the obedience is the process, right? Like saying yes to the interview, doing the thing, talking to the people, right? That's me being obedient to the Lord. I'm not actually gonna have to move. Right? And then it came <laughs> to the point where the doors kept opening and I kept having to walk through them. And finally it was like decision time. Like, am I gonna do this? Am I really gonna move? And I really wasn't certain. I really felt like I'd be leaving a lot, like I didn't want to go. Um, and I was really concerned about it, you know? I was 23, I didn't want to move to the other side of the world where my family didn't live and my friends weren't, I didn't know anybody and I didn't speak the language. I don't know why this was creating anxiety now that I think about it. Um, but I went for a little, little walk, you know, through the hills in Pasadena. And I got up to a certain point and I could look out and I could see the city and I was really thinking through this and praying through this. I'm like, Lord, what, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to move? And I realized in that moment, and it wasn't me, right? Nobody had filled me in on what happens in Los Angeles after a few years of living here. But it really became clear to me and I really felt like I heard the voice of the Lord say, you can absolutely stay here. You can do that. But everyone you care about, all the things that you're holding on to, they're gonna leave. Like, it's not gonna be what it is now, forever. And then that gave me the clarity to know what I needed to do, right? To know that I was trying to hold on to something 
that wasn't going to last. And sure enough, I took the job, I moved to Cambodia, because you already knew that part of the story. Uh, and within a year or two, some of my closest friends had moved away. Other people had gotten married and changed churches or changed jobs or moved to different parts of the city. And that whole community that I had been a part of, that I had wanted to hold on to so closely, it was gone. And that's not something I would have ever known on my own, right? I couldn't see that far into the future. I had to, to hear it and had to have that moment with the Lord to know what the right thing for me to do was and to have that clarity to make a decision. And so the second thing that leaders worth following do is they get really clear about their mission, which is our next slide, and Cam's on it. Um, so we read in Luke chapter 4 um, about what Jesus did in terms of getting clear about his mission. So it says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is like a big verse. Jesus has a lot to say about what his mission is. But he's really clear about it, right? These are the things he's going to do while he's here on earth. He's going to bring good news. He's going to proclaim freedom. He's going to heal people. He's going to lift up the oppressed and set them free, right? He has a real clear vision for what his role here is, right? And the question that I have is, do we have that for ourselves? Do we know, right, deep in our hearts what our mission is overall on this planet? Maybe not. That's okay. <laughs> Maybe you just need to know what your mission is for today, for right now, for the things that you're working through at the moment, right? Maybe we don't need a plan for the next 80 years of our lives. Maybe just for the next, like, six months would be good, right? And that's a level of clarity we can achieve. We can have that with the Lord. Um, because I don't think we always get the big clarity, right? We don't always get to know what's going to happen in our lives. And if we did, I don't think we'd have that same measure of faith and trust. I know I wouldn't. If I had, like, the life plan and the map out, it would just be, like, a big checklist, right? Like, okay, 2024, check. Got it, right? Know what I need to do. Know what I need to do to get ready for that. But the, the level of mystery and suspense and uncertainty that we have about our lives gives us a way to lean in on our faith, and it brings us closer to the Lord. And because we don't get the entire picture, what it means is that if we're really clear about what we need to do right now, it gives us clarity for our day-to-day, -day, right? If we know what our mission is in this moment, what relationships are we supposed to be in? What, we're, what are we supposed to be doing in our job, in our career, in our families? It sets up an agenda for the day. It dictates the to-do list, right? What relationships do we lean in on? What do we, you know, let just go away with the passage of time? Where do we invest our energy and our effort, right? Um, I have a staff member who was just hard after me to do a performance evaluation. I was like, I don't understand. Like, I don't have great news. Like, it's not going to be like the best performance review of your life, right? Like, it's just kind of like, everything's fine. You know, like, keep doing it. Like, here's where things are going to improve from my perspective, right? 
And so to me, that's not what I need to lean in on, right? And I'm gonna set up a schedule that prioritizes it. And in that conversation, I had to say, you know, the thing that I'm always trying to figure out and that everyone's always trying to figure out is the difference between what's urgent and what's important, right? Sometimes what's urgent isn't actually important. And we have to prioritize what's important. And that's because the goal of leadership isn't to get rid of uncertainty or to only focus on things that are urgent, right? It's to navigate through uncertainty. Because uncertainty is part of every environment that's gonna need leadership, right? We're just gonna have to figure out what to do with it. And in many cases, being clear, having clarity is a form of leadership, right? Whoever gets to tell the story of, of what is clear is gonna be the people the person or the individual that, that folks follow, right? And you do that, there's three things, right? We have to tell people why. Why are we clear about what's happening? What are we gonna do about it? How are we gonna do it, right? Those are the things that you have to be clear on. And it gives us a buffer, it protects us from making bad decisions, or even when we make a bad decision, it doesn't disqualify us from leadership. Now, I don't know if any of you have been around for like the last three years, but there's been some uncertain times called a global pandemic, recession, you know, the things. And uh, for me, a lot of my career-related leadership has happened in the, the last few years, right? I've had to step into larger roles at a time when things are not so certain, right? And the joys of middle management, I don't know if you know this, are that you have a lot of uncertainty above you in times of you know, global uncertainty, and a lot of uncertainty below you in terms of everyone wanting to know what's going on all the time, not having any answers. And so I think if you're in a similar situation, right, this has been a real time of learning how to navigate uncertainty in the workplace, right? Who's gonna come back to the office? Who isn't? When are they gonna come back? How long are they gonna come back? Do they have to test? Do they have to mask? Do they have to do the thing? You know, lots of questions. And the only thing I've learned is that you just have to tell people what's going on, right? Help them anticipate what might be coming, help them think through what they might have to do or what they might not have to do to be clear about what your priorities are for them, right? And then to be really clear up the chain, here's what I need to know and here are the questions that I'm getting. That's all we have, right? Is the ability to be clear when everything is uncertain. And I think it gives us a credibility then to say, I don't know. I just say, I don't know a lot. I don't know when we're gonna come back to campus. I don't know if people are gonna teach in person. I don't know if you're gonna have to test every day or every week. I just don't know. But here's what I do know. We want you on this team. We want you as part of this job. Like we love the effort that you're putting in, right? And I'm gonna do everything I can to make it comfortable, to make it safe, right? I don't know what the new policies are gonna be, but here's what we're gonna do. And I think if you are trusted that way, then you get to say, I don't know, and people know that you're gonna to try to figure it out, right? And that's where we come back to, where do we seek clarity? How do we understand what might be ahead of us? And the last thing that leaders do when they're clear is they remember, clarity of vision is much more important than being certain of the outcome. We've all had to be flexible in the last three years, right? We've had to change course from the ways that we started, maybe, and ask for forgiveness and ask for, uh, you know, people to be flexible with us. I think that's happened to all of us sometime in the last few years. Um, 
And I think part of it is learning to live in uncertainty, right? We make plans and then we have to change them. Um, but what we can't have it do, we can't have uncertainty do is wreck the vision that we have, right? People follow folks um, for a short time if, if they can make a promise, right, about what will happen, right? Think about every um, multi-level marketing scheme you've ever seen, right? You can be a millionaire if only you sell this many candles, right? Or you get people with it like nail art and the like leggings, oh my gosh, the leggings. All the things, you know, what's the essential oils, like all the things, right? You too can make a lot of money um, if you just do these things, right? This will happen to you. I will tell you how to do it. That doesn't happen, right? Because people like me are like, I am not buying leggings <laughs> through Facebook. It's just not happening. I'm not going to do it. Um, but true leaders, people that inspire others, people that get to be on the cover of Fortune and then don't go to jail, right, who lead companies, it's a real thing, uh, who lead, who get the books written about them, who get the Harvard Business Review articles, right, they lead because they have a clear vision. People follow them because they see where they're trying to go and they want to be behind them. That's what we see in Jesus' leadership, right? Like his disciples are not great at knowing what's happening. They have no clarity on the situation. And Jesus doesn't say, get it together, guys. We're going this way. He just says, this is where I'm going. This is what we're going to do. This is the vision, right? Doesn't lay out all the details. Doesn't describe the whole dead, three days later, rising again. Like, just leaves that out of the book, right? But that's what happens and, you know, executes the vision that he has. That's what clear leaders do. That's what we can do.